0: Welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Today, we are joined by award-winning urban fantasy and paranormal romance author, Melissa Serka. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. So, tonight, I'm doing something a little different. I know I mentioned it to our guests, but I am also doing a live on Twitter. So, if you can't catch us here on some nights... Try checking us out there because we're going to see how that rolls and see how we go with it. So as always, I like to do a little research on my uh, guest. So tonight I'd love to start my first question out as such. I'd first like to talk about daydreaming. I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about a particular glass of wine and a character you created named Gray. From your first book, I believe it's called Blood and Magic.
1: Yeah, um, great question. (laughs) Yes, um, I was uh, in a corporate job that I wasn't really happy with. And um, I'd always written just privately for myself. um, But I started thinking about doing it professionally when this idea came to me. It was one night I was sitting in my kitchen drinking a glass of wine and went out on my porch. It was a beautiful night. And the character of Grey came to me um, just by daydreaming about questions that we all ask, you know, about the paranormal world. Does it really exist? Is it just fantasy? And uh, those questions led me to kind of a rabbit hole, uh, deep dive into a certain era of time that I knew I wanted her to come from. And so I discovered the Pendle Witches uh, in the 1500s. And that's sort of where the her origin story started, and her character just developed from there.
0: Nice. Um, Usually we do 20 minutes. I just want to say that because you might have heard my little beep. (laughs) I forgot to start the timer, so that's all right. (laughs) No problem at all. So we might go just a little bit over, so forgive me for that. Um, I got a new toy, so you'll be able to see it in the video. (laughs) And, yeah, normally I start that on my phone, but I, you know, kind of got a little eager beaver and forgot to start the timer. So my apologies (laughs) on that. Um, since we're talking about characters, I would love to talk about, um, a little bit about how they're created for you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, it, it differs a little bit from time to time. Um, basically, like with Blood and Magic and that series, a lot of those characters, um, aside from Grey, who just kind of formed in my mind, the I did a lot of mythology research. I love a Greek mythology. And so, I based a lot of those characters um, around, you know, that mythology. And for some of my uh, more recent works, my character's have just been developed by certain attributes that I wanted them to have, um, certain traits, char- characteristics. My character Raven and my after, um, after I Fall Immortal Billionaire series, she is um, kind of a small town girl that wants to become a chef in the big city. and. You know and definitely my characters probably have a little bit of me in all of them i guess probably every author can say that um you know so i think it's it's very organic in that sense and then as i start writing they kind of take on a life of their own which is always really interesting and sometimes i surprise myself with where they end up going with their their story arcs
0: nice actually and now i'm extremely curious when you say a little bit about you Um, And this is just a question on the fly (laughs) because I will occasionally do that just based on what you say. So tell me something that stands out for you the most when you say you have a little bit of you in your characters. What What character and what is the characteristic that you feel is closest to you in one of your characters?
1: Wow, that is such a good question. Um, I would have to say Gray from Blood and Magic. You know, she's the first character I ever created, and she kind of I think resembles me from when I was younger in my twenties. Sort of like very headstrong, very determined, maybe a little jaded. Um, you know, kind of hell bent on revenge. Um, you know, she's got all these enemies because she was turned into a vampire and obviously in the real life uh, I was not uh, turned into a vampire but uh, but yeah you know it just you have that angst that teenage angst and stuff so I drew on a lot of those feelings um from when I was um yeah when I was younger and sort of it was like me against the world kind of a thing and and then just her strength and um and her character arc throughout the trilogy really um you know gets to a place of kind of hope and transition so um, I definitely really identify with her, and I know we're not supposed to play favorites with our characters, but she will always have, you know, a special place in my heart. <laughs>
0: oh, well, that's nice. Now I'm definitely yeah. going to have to go look that up, and I've already got it written on my notes, so I already know what I'm looking for. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, I love vampire stories, I'll be honest with you. I, just, I love women that are kick, excuse my language, kick ass, but so there you go. <laughs>
1: Yes, um, me too. Me too. <laughs>
0: um, so, keeping with our character line of question, let's talk a moment um, about character perception. I hear you actually take time to get into each one of your characters' minds.
1: Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, I. I've read so many different craft books over the years, um, but one that really resonated with me was uh, Story Genius by Lisa Kron. Uh-huh. And it's, it's this more psychological approach, you know, rather than just listing, oh, their favorite color and their foods and things, because that doesn't really tell you anything about a person or a character. So I definitely, um, I'll do writing sprints uh, where I am in the character's head and I'm literally becoming them and just writing whatever thoughts come to my mind to really get into that um, that headspace, and then I also do um, I give my characters tarot card readings, so I can um, see a little bit about that and go into their you know astrology and and just treat them like they're real people essentially.
0: <laughs> now that's interesting. You do you do the readings yourself?
1: Yeah, I read tarot. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, really? Now, how long have you been doing that?
1: Gosh, probably since I was about 16. Yeah. And I'm 42. So, um, yeah. Oh, well.
0: <laughs> Don't worry about aging yourself. Cause I'm way older than that. <laughs> so it's <Okay>. good. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. You're still young. It's great. It's working Stay for safe. you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> if, if I said to you, uh, write what you want to read, what would that mean to you and why?
1: That's also an amazing question. Um, okay. basically what <laughs> what it means to me is is literally that. Like, you know, there's sometimes you just got a hankering for a certain type of story and you just can't find it. No matter, you know, it maybe it is out there, but you're just not lucky enough to to walk upon it or whatever. But um yeah, I mean, anytime, you know, I I see something like a show on television, like the vampire diaries or um, you know, read books in the past. I'm like, God, I'd really love to read something similar to that again. And when I can't find it, I go, well, I guess I'm just going to have to write it then, <laughs> you know, so that way I can read it. And, and then others that are looking for that same feeling and mood uh, will be able to like read and enjoy it as well. So that's, it's very literal to me that, yeah, you just want to write what you want to read and create that story because I, I can't remember who said it. It was a famous author that said that if you can't find The book you want to read then write it.
0: (laughs) I I agree with that I'll be honest with you when I when I do anything right artistically as that as writing and in any sense I don't like to plot it too much I like to have just a semblance of where I'm going an outline for my characters because I get so (laughs) excited for myself it feels as if I'm reading a new book because I never know how it's going to go until you're starting to write it out. So yeah. I totally get that because it gives you something to be excited about to get. Because every time you get into a series, like right now, I'm on an audible and I'm almost the last book. And I'm like, oh, crap.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you're like, great, I'm going to find something else. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. And so when you're writing, it feels like it, there's so much more to tell that you don't know about. But so yeah, I, I, I totally understand that. Understand that. Um, yeah. Now, I have read, you have published with a small press And I also understand that you have self-published. Can you explain to our listeners the pluses and minuses of both? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, So, yeah, they're both great um, ways to go about it. It's just whatever works for you. So with a small press, the, the pros are essentially, you know, you don't really have to do anything except write and edit work with an editor and you do have to do a little bit of marketing because no matter even if you're with a big traditional press you still have to do marketing for yourself social media and stuff but for the most part you know when you're with a a traditional press it's just really nice because you don't have to um pay anything out of your own pocket so you know if you are having issues with money and things like that but you really want to publish your own book then you know going with the small press is a great route um there's a huge support system there become friends with all the other authors under the house, the publishers, and it's just a really great sense of community and support in that sense. Um, And then, you know, they take care of everything of getting the ISBN numbers to upload your book onto Amazon and just, it's a great thing. The the downside is, is all of that as well. Like you don't have control, right? So you can't really get the final say on your cover or your title. Um, You don't get to weigh it on, you know, marketing strategies too often, so so if you're someone who likes really like a lot of control of your work, then definitely, you know, self-publishing is the way to go. I, I love indie publishing because... I do have that control. I'm a little bit of a control freak. Right. So um, <laughs> I, I like being able
0: <laughs> to choose, That's you know. That's okay. My... <laughs> well, you know, there are babies. You're allowed to be a little bit of a control freak. I get it. I totally do. Thank Go you. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Not to
1: interrupt. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's, it's, I'm very business oriented. And, um, you know, I've run various corporate, you know, businesses. And so from like that financial aspect, I, I'm i pretty on top of it. So I do like kind of knowing where, everything is going and where everything's coming from so and picking my own covers and and just kind of having that um yeah autonomy over over my creativity is really nice but the downside is you, you you're paying for a lot of things yourself it's really hard um, and it can add up after a while and then you're completely on your own as far as you know uh, promoting it and booking things but um, one of the things I will say and this is just my advice take it or leave it but I thought it was a great For me, it was great to start with a small press, and that's how I built all these connections I have in the industry, and I learned about the industry, became a better writer, and then once I had, you know, five books published with them, I felt confident enough to go out on my own, and I feel like, for me, that was a really good way to go, so if other people are kind of wondering, you know, which way, maybe try small press first. Right.
0: So, what... Which one of your series is actually with a small press, and which are indie?
1: So I have two series with L Press. The, the first one, which is Blood and Darkness, and then I did a spin-off series, which is still not finished. I have one more book um, to write for them to complete that trilogy, and that one's called Beautiful Dark Beasts. And okay. it's, it's a series like that's a spin-off of that same world, but with new characters. And then my indie series is called Immortal Billionaires, and that's where I've started to delve into more of the steamier, dark romance tropes. Okay,
0: that's what I'm looking at currently on your website. I have two computers, so one of the computers okay. is designated just to your website. So I wanted to clarify to make sure, because I'm looking at your books currently, and I wanted to know which were which. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now now you did Briefly mention it, and I I thought, "Oh no, please, she's going to take one of my questions if she says too much." But you didn't. You didn't. You were talking about mythology. Now I heard history and mythology are a passion of yours, and I wanted to know how those actually influence your writing.
1: Oh yeah, so I'm just fascinated by um, history and um, and philosophy and mythology, and you know, as a kid in school, I was. Those were the only subjects um, other than English, of course, that I really paid attention to. And mythology to me is it's one of those elusive things where, you know, at the time people really believed it, that it was like their religion. And now we call it mythology because of, you know, Christianity coming along and all that good stuff. So for me, it's it's like this fairy tale. Um, so I do go into a lot of different like mythologies and not just the main ones like we all are pretty familiar with you know like Zeus and um Achilles and stuff but I've gone into some more obscure ones uh like when I was developing my werewolf race um in which I call the Lupi, in my blood and darkness series uh there's a mythology centered around um a goddess named Leto who was like the goddess of the wolves so I started going into um more of that type of stuff so and a lot of times if I'm like okay I need a goddess of this let me just go and research you know what that means and who it is and sometimes I'll find things that like I never knew you know existed because they weren't like the main ones that were taught in school like the main 12 Greek gods so it's just fascinating to me I love going down those like rabbit holes and then all of a sudden all these cool story ideas will start coming to me
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I understand that I, it can't, there is a lot of knowledge to be sought in mythology um yeah. I I had a brief stint out of it years ago probably nowhere near in depth as yourself I'm sure but yeah there is quite a bit to find if you really dive into it um so yeah. so once we were mentioning your books let's talk a little bit about the newest that I have now I see that you have another in the line but when we when we decided to do the interview, we were talking about after I run, can you tell yes. us a little bit about the book's creation and a little bit about the series, if you wouldn't mind?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Immortal Billionaires is a steamy paranormal romance series. Each book is technically a standalone, meaning that each uh, book has a different couple, and they each have their own. Um, happily ever after at the end. Now there is an underlying plot arc that goes throughout the series, sort of like a subplot or I guess a MacGuffin, if you will, uh-huh. and um, that kind of ties the series together. And then the the male characters they are the paranormal ones. So we have a vampire, an incubus, a um, werewolf, and a siphon demon, and they are all connected through their own histories and relationships with each other. So After I Run is the book about Cassius, who's a werewolf, and um, a human girl named Harley, and she's a computer hacker. And in a nutshell, not to give too many spoilers away, um, there, you know, in book one, it starts out with the guys start noticing their accounts are being hacked into. Then book two, uh, there's this artifact that Lux is trying to find, and he gets teamed up with Piper. They go on this adventure through Cuba and Prague to find this magical artifact and there's a villain who's you know trying to thwart their every move and so um you know fast forward to book three you know harley is the hacker and she works for the villain and also is sort of the love interest now of of cassius because they meet and sparks fly and you know how that goes enemies to lovers so, um, yeah, there's a lot of adventure, suspense, intrigue, lots of steamy, 18 and over <laughs> scenes, okay. just to warn you. Warning label across the screen, gotcha.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so that's, um, so yeah, it's just a really fun series. Um, I love kind of jumping into these different heads every time. And and the characters cross over a little bit, you know, there's there's appearances by some of them in, in each book. And then um, and then I just released book four after I Burn a couple weeks ago. And that one is about the villain and you get to hear his side of the story.
0: Nice. So, and the villain in this book is whom?
1: His name is Cade. And so he's a siphon demon, meaning he can siphon power from any other supernatural creature just by placing his hands, you know, on their head and using his little magical siphoning skills, and then he can take power from them and sort of mimic their abilities for a short time.
0: Now, what made you decide to write from the villain's aspect?
1: Oh, gosh, I, (laughs) I think I always have been a fan of the villain. Uh, I believe, you know, the villain is the hero of their own story. And I actually dedicated that book to Klaus Michelson. (laughs) <laughs> who is my favorite villain of all time. Um, for those who don't know, he is the villain of the Vampire Diaries and ah. the Original. And just I think it's one of the, he's one of the, the best sort of misunderstood villains you you hate to love and love to hate. Um, yeah, so I really, really am intrigued by the villain. And I'm not a big fan of villains that just do evil for no reason. There's gotta be. Uh, there's going to be layers. There has to be, you know, motivation, and so I try to create villains that are, you know, definitely multi-layered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, actually, that is quite intriguing. It is nice to see. Um, I'm, I'm sure there there might be other people doing it, but I don't. You do not hear a lot of them taking the villains' uh, point of view in a lot of stories. So that is an interesting take. Yeah, so, thank you. yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm intrigued. <laughs> if I had one of those, you know, those um, mustaches they used to have on the villa, there'd be the very tweak in my mustache. <laughs> yes, in the corner, yeah. <laughs> okay, so as my last and final question to you, um, let, let me ask you something. Let me ask you for you to tell us something. That's how I should rephrase that. Okay. About something about yourself as an author that if we search the internet, we may not know about you yourself?
1: Oh, that's that's a great question. Um, I guess probably the fact that, I mean, I don't know. I, I cook, but that's kind of, if you go on my social media, you can see food that I post. Um, I have 11 tattoos. Okay. And um, when I was younger, I used to be an amateur boxer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Like in my twenties, early twenties. Okay, yeah.
0: I was gonna say define younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, early twenties. <laughs> early twenties, really. Now, were yeah. you were you in a league or something? Did you have rankings?
1: Um, I, no, I was just a boxing gym, local boxing gym. I had a coach and everything, and um, just had you know, always wanted to try it. You know, I've always been interested in like martial arts and being, you know, like, as we're drawn to these, like, badass females that we see in movies and books and mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. And um, I was going through a divorce at the time, too. And so I was like, let me get some of this anger out.
0: <laughs> I can see where that would play out. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> so, so let me ask you this, um, with one minute or so on the clock. Have you ever used anything that you learned in the gym as far as into your books?
1: I have. Yeah, definitely. Um, In, in Blood and Magic specifically, you know, it's, it's more of a, there's a lot of battles in that, in that book, in that series. Um, So definitely, yeah, some of like the tactics of, you know, how she sizes up her opponents and just her awareness of surroundings and things like that definitely have been reflective of just like things I've learned in the past. Yeah.
0: So so when you're writing it out, did you ever just stand there and do the poses and move with it as you're getting ready right right?
1: No, no, no. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> um Yeah, I'm a very like visual person and I have like a super um expansive imagination. Um, so I don't no, I definitely don't need to To do that physically, although it's not a bad idea, though. I might try that next time. If you do, (laughs) hold
0: on, let me stop my timer. Oh, God, (laughs) that is loud, my goodness. Oh, my. Wow, we might need to work on that one. Um, (laughs) But if you ever decide to do it, please link me, because I would love to see the outcome of that, because I really would be interested. Um, Absolutely. I want to thank you so much for being on the program. Um, it was a thank joy. You. It was a pleasure. I really did enjoy it thoroughly.
1: Thank uh-huh. you. Me too. This is yeah, amazing <laughs> questions. Love it. Um, oh, love meeting you well, and yeah, you. super honored that you had me on.
0: Well, thank you. Um, maybe sometime again, you can come back. Um, we, we still, we have bookings in the next year, but we always can find a place for a great person. I promise you oh, that. Okay?
1: Thank you. I would love that. All right. Definitely.
0: Awesome. <laughs> thank you again for our guests. We have another author this coming Thursday. Also, I have an excellent assistant who worked a range for me, and we found a scary, spooky author for Halloween. So we are going to do a Halloween special October 31st. So stay tuned, guys, and thanks again once again for coming, and you guys all have a great evening. Bye-bye for now.